Welcome to this NHS Employers podcast, which will focus on the HSJ Women Leaders Network. Hello, my name is Ruth Warden, Assistant Director of Development and Employment at NHS Employers. I'm delighted to be joined today by Claire Warnes, partner at global professional services firm KPMG. Claire, welcome. I know you've been a champion for diversity in both the private and the public sectors, and you're a strong supporter of gender equality. Can you start off by telling us why do you think women's networks are so important? So fundamentally, I believe in fairness and equality. And um, so if what we see when we're at work doesn't represent that, then we have to do something about it. And uh, throughout my career, I've always been uh, motivated by the need for women to progress in all the organisations that I've worked in. Uh, I'm from a generation of women who probably many of us were the first in our families to go to university and certainly the first women in our families to go to university. And so um, there was never a doubt that um, I think in many of our minds that we would have opportunity to progress in our careers and yet we all know that um, it's not as straightforward as that and that there are barriers to progression not just for women but for uh, many underrepresented groups in the workplace and I feel very strongly about trying to unlock that and sort it out. So given that desire to unlock it and the roles that networks play what are some examples of some positive outcomes you've seen from networks where they've really made a difference? Well, I've been involved in a number of networks, both in KPMG and outside, so I'll give you some examples of that. In KPMG, I'm involved in three networks around uh, gender uh, and also the uh, Breathe LGBT network as a a gay woman in KPMG sponsoring that network. Um, Three networks, women's networks in KPMG, KPMG Network of Women, no, is the internal network and we have run a number of events over a number of years and that network's a very sort of buoyant and vibrant uh, group of women uh, sponsored by uh, all of the female partners and uh, and with some very uh, motivated women running sessions which uh, network us together across the firm and bring us together as as a, as a group of women in KPMG. Similarly, we have um, a real focus on uh, networks which are uh, with KPMG's clients. So we have a senior business women's network which is very much aimed at um, the sort of NED board level uh, C-suite uh, clients. Um, these are very effective events for just getting women together who have um, lots of similarities and differences and want to talk about them uh, and to share um, the opportunity to create a better business network. And I think that's the real value in those mm-hmm. uh, networks, the, particularly the external ones. We also have a um, another business women's network which is aimed at those of us who are in senior positions but have some still some years ahead of us um, and really sort of networking connecting women across different sectors to really give them opportunity to think about the next stage in their career as they progress into the c-suite so there's something about the connection and how that helps people move on and and develop and and get new opportunities and support i suppose yeah for me i've always believed in the power of uh, everyone's network and certainly in a firm like KPMG you can't survive unless you've got a network because actually it's all about uh, knowing people and knowing how they can help solve a problem and 
uh, you, you therefore need a network to connect because all problems are different. So uh, the ability to use uh, the network you have in your own organisation uh, and to connect with women and other people in other organisations is, is a really powerful part of any, any yeah. network. And the same is true of LGBT networks. I'm also involved uh, quite heavily in um, women in sport networks. Uh, and linking business and sports together. So I'm a mentor in an uh, initiative run by Women Ahead and the 30% Club on connecting elite athletes and people who work in elite sports administration with senior businesswomen. So I mentor uh, a, a woman who's involved in elite sports administration. So thinking about the, the HSJ Women's Leaders Network, what, what were your reasons for, for, for taking part in, and getting involved in that? So uh, I'm a public sector and health partner in KPMG. I've been a public sector uh, person all my career, so I was a civil servant before I came into KPMG, and I've always focused on public sector. And healthcare is just something that I feel a great deal of passion about. Um, so being part of a women leaders network in healthcare is an obvious thing for me to be involved in. Uh, I'm really interested in meeting women leaders who have new ideas to share and a network to build in, mm -hmm. in the health sector. And there's, you know, there's so much that we uh, can do and change within healthcare and need to change around equality, around inclusion. And so creating networks that provide a forum for discussing that, whether that be gender or other aspects of inclusion, uh, can only be a good thing. And I, you know, I always take the opportunity to join those sorts of events. Yeah. So how do you think the HSJ Women's leaders network does it differ from other networks um and what added value do you think it brings to health and care specifically i mean i think there's something always very powerful about getting people of uh, like industry together I, I remember when i was a child and my mum was a teacher how she would talk endlessly about the teaching profession and all the teachers that she knew so there is something about mm. you, you know the, the the kind of group of people that you affiliate most with um, healthcare, not just the NHS, but the care sector more broadly, whether that be NHS or indeed independent, is a massive sector. It's got massive issues and challenges. And actually the opportunity to get together and talk about that and to meet people who are trying to solve some of mm -hmm. these intractable problems can only be a good thing. Yeah. So there's something about the, the sector has huge changes that it has to make and harnessing the potential of, of women leaders within that. Yeah, and, and I think there's a pride of being associated with healthcare that many people feel. Um, whilst I'm not a clinician and I haven't worked in the NHS, I feel very strongly about um, the, uh, the work that we do as, as a collective to try and improve public service and, and make public services better for our citizens. And we yeah. are citizens after all. Yeah. And so, you know, so there's something very powerful about a healthcare network in particular and women in healthcare. Yeah. We're thinking uh, uh, for things other than the network. Um, what do you think are the top three things that organisations can do to support women to get into and remain in senior leadership positions? Uh, there are so many things, and it has to be a sort of a cumulative effect. But if I picked on three, I think um, certainly there's something about um, the mentoring support that we can all provide to women as they're progressing up through the ranks of our organisations, and I and many other people that I know do that. Um, we all can remember good mentors who provided us with insight and guidance and and support uh, during our sort of travels up the up the ladder. Um, 
I think there's something also with uh, women, whether they be in KPMG or in a healthcare network or more broadly, about um, ensuring that they f feel that they have the kind of skills and confidence to progress. Some of that comes through mentoring, but actually it, it has, there has to be a lot of effort put, put on allowing women to think that they can progress and that, um, that there is no level at which they need to think that they need to stop unless that's where they want to. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the third thing would be, um, I mean, really kind of role modelling. So uh, I'm a great believer in if you can see it, you can be it. And, um, and so I, I think very strongly that organisations have to ensure that they are increasingly demonstrating a diversity in their leadership teams and at every level of leadership so that those of us who are progressing up the organisation can think, I could do that. Yeah. So from a from a role model perspective, because I think we can we can see you as a as a role model. Um, what what are the again three things or three tips that you would give on a personal level for women who who are wanting to progress? Don't be in a rush, because actually um, a year or two of uh, taking your time to think about what you want is a good thing. And then my second thing con completely contradicts that, which is you know push on if you think that you're ready mm -hmm. and actually question yourself if you don't think you're ready because actually quite often you are and you just need to think about it and certainly a lot of women that I work with believe that they're not ready to progress whereas I don't see the same kind of lack of confidence with a lot a lot of um, men progressing in in organizations that I work with and I guess the third thing is ensure that you take uh, advice but not too much so limit the amount of advice you take so that you, you are clear on what you want and clear on your direction. Well, that's been really interesting talking to you, Claire. Thank you for giving up no your problem. time today. Very good to meet you. Thanks for listening. To find out more about the HSJ Women Leaders Network, visit www.nhsemployers.org forward slash NHS Women or join the discussion on Twitter using the hashtag NHS Women.